Welcome to Clearly Connected, hosted by yours truly. I'm Carrie Doan, a Clarity Life Coach, Entrepreneur, and Life Maximizer. Today I'm eager to get into another conversation with my friend Karen Light of Studio Light Illustration, where we examine the stories we create about ourselves and how our identity gets wrapped up in them. Karen openly shares her journey of an unexpected pregnancy that quickly led to a miscarriage. She talks about the grief that came with it and what it means to let go of the story that she attached to this experience. I'm glad you're here to join us as we explore these topics and move closer to a more deeply connected way of living. I'm really excited about this episode today because we are going to get into the topic of stories. Our lives are all made of stories and it's what gives us meaning and creates our perception of the world. And the stories we hold about ourselves, they can support us or limit us. And we can at any point change our minds about the narrative we want to write for ourselves. So today, joining me for this discussion is Karen Light of Studio Light Illustration. Karen is a creative coach, an illustrator, and she's a lover of all things messy and colorful. She believes that life is a canvas and that we all have a palette full of possibilities. She loves to work on her business, make mixed media paintings, travel as much as possible, and go on spiritual journeys as well. So Karen, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm just really thrilled to dive into such a juicy topic with you. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, we're pretty good at diving into juicy topics. So. <laughs> we are. Yes, and this one I'm really excited about because we're going to explore the idea of stories and asking the question... Are you connected to yourself or the story of yourself? And we all have a connection to our own stories. So we want to discuss, you know, what it might mean to change them. Mm -hmm. And to start off our time, I'd love to ask you, what has happened in your life recently that is making you think about this question? Yeah. Oh, such a good question. Um, so my recent journey over the past, um, I don't know, maybe less than six months is, um, a story of a miscarriage and I found myself pregnant and my partner and I were very, very excited about it. Um, we're both in our early forties. This is something that we thought we've always wanted. Um, and, uh, something that just hasn't happened to us for a number of reasons, um, so yeah, the, mis- the, the pregnancy was a surprise and also like really exciting. Um, once we kind of wrapped our heads around it, um, we dove full in and, uh, doing all the things and picking out names and all oh, envisioning a space, um, envisioning what our lifestyle would be, how we want to raise our kid. Um, just, uh, all the philosophies and theories that we've heard. I mean, just having these really lovely big conversations. Um, and then I went through a miscarriage and, uh, happened just before, um, my 12 week mark. So, you know, just before you announce everything on social media and, uh, 
before you tell everybody, but we had already told a lot of people because we were so excited. So, um, and the miscarriage was, um, I would say traumatic in and of itself, uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, there are so many women who have been through it, but it's actually not talked about that much. Um, and I was really surprised by the process I was really surprised by um, the length of the process. Um, I think it took me two months to fully miscarry. Um, I didn't understand all the choices that that were involved in that. Could I, you know, miscarry at home? What would that look like? You could have a DNC. You could have a, like, it's like something they place, you know, in your vagina to um, induce the miscarriage more. so many choices to make there when you're in this like devastated mindset, um, you know, in the hospital and, and also like just, you know, the cold language around it. I, you know, they, they kept talking about a missed abortion and I was like, Oh, it was a baby, you know, and they were saying missed abortion. So it was a very painful, long process on many levels. Um, and I, the more I spoke about it, the more I started hearing from other women who've been through miscarriages and never talked about it with people. Women who've been through miscarriages and felt like failures. Um, Women who went through a miscarriage and then went to work on Monday and um, didn't feel like they could process it. I cannot imagine going to work on Monday two days after I had, you know, the miscarriage started. Um, And I wound up, you know, eventually doing a DNC after miscarrying at home didn't complete the miscarriage. Um, and that DNC, they make it sound like, wham, bam, you'll be fine in a few mm-hmm. days. You can go back to work. And I was not fine. <laughs> I was not fine at all. It was very painful. I bled for a long time. And um, not to mention your state of mind. So it really took me on a journey of what the heck is this all about um, for women in general? Um, I think we have to share those stories to feel connected to each other. But then for me, like, why? Why did this happen to me? Um, And, you know, as being in my early 40s, what does this mean for me and having children, this sort of lifelong dream that I've always had? Um, Is that that true now? Is that my story now? Is that what I want? Uh, And my partner as well, you know, we're having these discussions together. so that kind of that kind of brought me to this moment mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of questioning um, a lifelong story that I've held at least all through my adulthood. Yeah, gosh, and there's so much grief I think tied up in this experience that so many people I don't think know how to process, which mm-hmm. it sounds like you are actively doing. Mm-hmm. And you told me one time that this particular grief is about, right now, about a past version of yourself. And I'd love to hear more about that. What does that mean to you? And kind of how are you working through that? Mm -hmm. Tell me what that means. Yeah, this is a a new revelation, I will say. Um, So it you know, there was just grief after the first, after that miscarriage. And, um, and I didn't really think about where the grief was coming from or what exactly it was about. I mean, it seemed obvious, right? Like I lost 
a baby. I lost the idea that we were going to be parents and that lifestyle. Um, and I really ached for it and grieved for it. And then um, several months later, I suspect that I was pregnant again. Um, and I suspect that I had a very early miscarriage. And um, it brought up the grief again. I had kind of, you know, it had lessened and it, it brought up grief again. But maybe because I was, it wasn't such a traumatic event, I kind of looked at it a little differently. And I was curious about the grief. And it really felt like grief around a younger version of myself, like you said, like this younger version who really wanted this for herself and didn't get to have it versus grief for me in this present moment and what I wanted now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know what that meant. When the thought came up, it kind of freaked me out, honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just like, because it's just one of those, like that story was such a part of my identity. Mm -hmm. So to have even a thought like that was like a little earth shattering. Like it yeah. just felt weird and uncomfortable and... Like, who the heck is talking right now? Is this me? Like, I couldn't even believe the question had entered my mind that it might not be something I want here and now in this present moment. Um, and that I wasn't actually sad about my life not changing right now in that way. I was sad about that it hadn't happened to me in the past. Hmm. Wow, that's so fascinating <laughs> to think about, you know, that you're grieving this old part of you that is now maybe different. Mm -hmm. And then learning to accept, well, what is the new story mm -hmm. and figure out what it actually is in that direction that maybe you want to take it. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that process is, has all kinds of twists and turns to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm also wondering, you know, when you, you're brought to a moment like you are mm -hmm. or have been, where you're being invited to change the story, maybe let go of that previous identity and live into a new one. Um, how do you recognize that? Mm -hmm. How do you know when something needs a pivot mm -hmm. or needs to take a different direction or be rewritten? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about because... You know, the conundrum is if you are attached to a story of yourself, um, then you're just living out of that story. And how do you know when it's time to change that story when you're just living it? Like you're just living it and it feels normal and it feels like you and it feels true because that's the story. Um, but I think that there are life throws you things and it's, it's saying, hey, Hey, look, look at me, you know, like, and it's a chance to look at it. And, and oftentimes we don't for very understandable reasons because it is scary. Um, because it, it, it feels like losing a sense of yourself in a way it, it, like I said, it felt kind of earth shattering. Um, but there's a couple of things that I think happen a lot. One is my body usually does something like something's happening in my body. Um, our bodies are full of wisdom and they carry a lot of stuff, you know, and when they've had enough of something, they usually let you know, you know, my body miscarried maybe twice. Um, and to me, that was like, whoa, it's really trying to tell me something. And, and I find even the wording there interesting, right? Like miscarry, what do I need to not carry? What am I carrying mm -hmm. that, that needs to be let go of, you know, and released. So I think our bodies show up in all kinds of ways. It could even be, you know, around 
something more simple like a headache that won't leave you alone or stomach aches or fatigue or maybe more serious health risks um, or health um, issues. But then also I think, you know, when you are trying to do something and you just, you know that when you keep coming up against a wall, like time and time again, and for whatever reason, it's not letting you go through <laughs> to do the thing you want. Um, I think that's another moment of like, what, why is this happening? And it takes, it takes um, sort of the willingness to entertain the idea that maybe we're not a victim Mm. Um, that maybe these things are happening for us and that they're not against us. Um, and I think having that mindset makes me look at things in that way. I don't want to diminish anybody's pain or grief. I don't think it's about not having all your feelings. I grieved, you know, but there's, there's incredible teachings within all of that. And I just held on to this belief that it meant something that was going to, in the end, be um, meaningful and enriching in some way. If I could keep asking and keep being curious about how maybe it was for me. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's hard to do that, but I think it can also be the stuff of transformation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. It's like you're looking at it through this lens of, well, first of all, paying attention to what is your body saying? What is the message? What is the alert? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you? And then um, grabbing the lesson in it mm -hmm. or the teaching and using it to your advantage mm -hmm. to rewrite the next chapter mm -hmm. versus kind of rolling over and saying, you know, this is unfair mm -hmm. and not being curious, which keeps you in that victim state. So... And I just want to say, like, I was totally in the place of this isn't fair. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's part of grief, right? Like, you have to be, it hurts. It's painful. You don't know why it's happening. I had this moment where I just could not get to a single, like, speck of gratitude about anything. And it was like this, but I just knew that if I did not feel my way into that, I would not get to the other side, and my, my belief, my faith that there is a reason for it allowed me to go all the way into it so that I could go through it. You know, like you can't get around that, yeah. you know, like you do, you do have to go through it. Um, and in the moment I felt like a victim, I felt bad. I didn't know what to thank the universe for anybody for. I just felt like somebody took a lovely, beautiful dream and threw it on the floor mm. into a million pieces. And I think that that's part of being human. That's going through it. But um, yeah, this just maybe this question of like, maybe there'll be a reason once I, once I do mm -hmm. kind of can pull you there. Yeah. I love what you said about like going all in mm -hmm. to the experience of grief, because I think so many of us, we don't know how to do that mm -hmm. with any loss. It's, easier or maybe just more acceptable to table it or repress it mm -hmm. and to kind of just jump on in feel it go through the victim moments if you need to but then try to open yourself and be curious about what 
What is next? What is here for me? Right now. Yes. Which is when you know that that story might be changed, which is Mm. also, I think, a reason why we get scared to go all the way through it. Because Mm. I think you cannot go through something like that and not have it change you. Yeah. And that change is maybe scary for some people who don't know where they're headed. Yeah. Like, it could be scary for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely everybody. Even, even having like full faith that it's going to be a change for the better. I'm scared. Like mm-hmm. it's scary. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's unknown territory. Yeah. Right. What's yeah. familiar is what you've lived before and what's ahead. You just don't know yet. Mm-hmm. So I've been Karen who wants kids my whole life. I've been Karen who wants kids. Karen wants kids. You know, and to change that feels like it feels like it threatens like a core part of me, you know, and there's a part of me that is like, no, like you're not being who you are, which is like, if there's anything I want to be, it's who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. So like whenever that voice rises up, it's like, oh no, oh no, 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 I'm not being who I am, you know? Um, but it's going to rise up because our brains want us to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's going to throw things at you to, to keep you in a safe place. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me what, what does it look like to try stories on and change your mind? Mm. I love the idea of changing your mind, letting there be flexibility mm-hmm. and fluidity to your story that you've already lived and where you're headed. Mm-hmm. But like practically speaking, in your opinion, what does that look like? Yeah, I think, man, <laughs> we have so much like, um, oh, there's so much around just the concept of changing one's mind, right? Like, am I going to be flaky? Am I like, I just have these like things of like, you, you need to make a decision and stick with it. You know, like we're just taught a lot of things that don't help us be open to changing our minds sometimes. Like people want to know who we are and they want to know what to expect from us. And these aren't necessarily bad things, right? Like, um, but those things can also make it trickier for us to give ourselves permission to change our minds. Plus, if we give ourselves permission to change our minds, we're having to be uncomfortable, like in that unknown place for a while. We're having to just live there Mm -hmm. for a bit, right? Um, so I, I've been playing with this idea of just trying on a different story. Like my story, like I said, is Karen wants kids. Karen is somebody who wants kids. So it occurred to me, um, that maybe I just need to try a different story and see what it happens, see what happens, not try on the different story that I'm telling everybody in the world. Although I'm kind of telling everybody in the world right now, (laughs) if everybody in the world listens to your podcast, um, (laughs) but, but I did it just for me for a bit, a, a little bit, like just in my own head, telling myself, I'm Karen who does not want kids. I'm Karen who does not want kids. And I just saw how that made me move through my days and um, saw what thoughts came with that and felt how it felt in my body. Um, And for me, what's happening is that I feel lighter. Like I'm just noticing like this lightness and I'm noticing... Um, a real drive to dig into what is presently in front of me um, instead of this thing that's far off that I don't know would ever happen or not, you know, and making all these contingency plans based off of the unknown. Like I feel very present in what I'm working on and I feel my energy focus into that and I feel like there's like excitement around what 
opens up for my future and my lifestyle. And just in the spirit of what we're talking about, this is what I'm feeling right now. And I give myself permission to feel differently next week. Like maybe next week I'll be like, you know what? That was really fun to entertain for a week um, because maybe it was just something different. And no, I'm Karen who wants kids. Like that could change. Um, but I think when we try something on, we just we have to go with it fully for a minute. Like we have to really be like willing to see what that feels like, looks like, um, what actions it makes us take or not take in our lives. Um, I love it. It doesn't even have to be something with this big, right? Like you can start with something smaller. You could start with like, like I remember I really wanted to like strawberries and I did not like strawberries as a kid, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if I like strawberries? Like in my adulthood, what if I like strawberries? What if I, what if Karen likes strawberries? And I love strawberries now. So you just never know how trying on even the smallest thing um, might might help you practice for when the bigger things come along. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just being willing, being willing to be in the unknown with it, yeah. I think is, it takes a lot of uh, centering mm-hmm. and grounding and curiosity. Yeah, the thing, the thing that stuck <laughs> out to me that you said was when you started to play with a new storyline, it felt lighter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that's an indicator mm-hmm. that it's time to rewrite something. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think we forget to ask the question, mm-hmm. like, does this fit me anymore? Mm-hmm. Have I outgrown it? Mm-hmm. Is, it is it shifting or taking new shape? Mm-hmm. So again, like coming back to curiosity, question asking, being inquisitive, I think that will kind of pave the way for, I don't know, let's say a new uh, possibility for a new story to become written. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's it's so. Um, it's just freeing to be able to know that you can entertain something else. You know, like, like, like you said, we can rewrite it. It's not written in stone. Um, it's always, always a chance to rewrite your story. If you need something different, want something different, feel something in you, pulling you, calling you, whispering to you, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can start small. It doesn't have to be like everything or nothing. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Break mm-hmm. it down in bite sizes sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you to kind of tie this up. What would you say to someone who has changed a story about themselves, but the other people in their lives, their life hasn't adapted to their new storyline yet? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a great question because um, we're really influenced by the people in our lives, right? Like we care about them. They care about us. Um, And like if I just think about the people in my life, I like to think I know them. You know, I like to think that I know them. Um, And they like to think that they know me. And that's like how we have built our relationship in some ways. So it can feel like when I think about telling people in my life that maybe I don't want kids. Like I just imagine people not believing me. Like, (laughs) honestly, that's what I imagine, you know? And, um, that can be a really tough thing. (sighs) It can really 
block you and from changing your story because it can also make you like question the new story. Like, is this me? Because you haven't lived into it yet. You don't have a lot of evidence yet. You don't have a lot of like assuredness with it yet. It's kind of like a little fragile thing. This, this story is very fragile and fresh. You know, it's like a baby in its own way. And um, it needs to have a lot of nourishment and it needs to be um, cultivated. It needs to be played with and it, it needs to learn and grow. Like I have to learn about this new story to see if it will grow into that, right? So, you know, I think that there's a couple things about that. One is if you have a new story, maybe, maybe it's okay not to tell everybody at first for a little while until you've gotten more comfortable with it and have allowed it. I, I tell people this in, in art all the time, actually, when they have their new ideas or in business and new ideas. I'm like, maybe, maybe there's an incubation period where it's just kind of like you and that thing. You know, like I didn't tell anybody I was questioning this story, not even my partner for three days. Hmm. Nobody knew that I was questioning the story, that I was trying a new story for three days. And that was hard. <laughs> I love to tell my partner and my friends everything, you know, so... But it, there's something about it just being yours for a minute. And then when you feel like it might be something you want to share with people in your life, um, remember that you're, you have done a lot of processing and they have not yet. <laughs> so be willing to kind of process. Be, I think you need to be in a place where you're ready to process it with them a little bit so they can kind of get up to speed. Um, and hopefully they'll be willing to do that with you. And if they're really not willing to do that with you, then you might have to be careful about what you decide to share with that person or not, especially when your new story is in its infancy, like, because you have to protect it. Like if it feels really true to you and you know you've done your work to get there, then it is sacred. It is sacred and you need to protect it. Um, that's what comes up for me right yeah. now anyway. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's so true to think through, you know, how to pay attention to what's happening within you and when, if you decide to share it, how will that be received? Is it going to be welcomed mm -hmm. or accepted or not? And being very careful about who you choose to spend your time with sharing those parts of yourself. So I think that's incredibly wise to think about it in that way. Yeah, because think about it. Like, I'm, like, a story I have that still feels true that I've had for a long time is Karen is an artist, right? If I tell somebody Karen is an artist and they don't believe me, I'm like, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, has no, it, it has no impact on me because that story is so true to me in this moment and so clear and I have so much evidence and I've cultivated and nourished it and it's big to me. You know, it's bigger than that person's judgment about it or misunderstanding about it. But when something is new, it doesn't have all that yet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have yeah. all that yet. And it can easily just, it could be taken away so fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh, this has been such a fascinating conversation mm -hmm. today. And, you know, the thing that I'm thinking about often is that it's never too late to change your mind. No. It really isn't. No. Or to rewrite your story. Mm -hmm. It can flex. It can mm -hmm. change. It's not fixed. And you can change it a lot. Mm -hmm. You can change. There's no, there's no quote, there's no like limit to how many you can change it. Um, you can change it five times in one day if you need to. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah. Just and be you, on your journey. 
Right, and you can take your time or you can dive all in. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do it, but to know that it's um, it's not fixed. No. And uh, to me, that's a very liberating thought. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Karen, can you tell us how people can get in touch with you and learn more about your content and what you're up to? Sure, yeah. Um, there's a couple ways you can connect with me. My website is studiolightillustration.com, and if you go on there, at the bottom of every page is a subscribe button, so I send out um, a newsletter with some hopefully inspiring, interesting things to help you grow in whatever creative process you're in. Um, I usually share it like once a week, once every other week. Um, you could also follow me on Instagram at Studio Light Illustration. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to put this out there too. I have now started a website just for my own art making, so outside of my client work. Um, so if you want to go to soulspiderstudio.com, you can learn more about my art there too. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yes. Go check out her stuff. It's beautiful work that she's creating. And Karen, I'm so thankful that to have this conversation with you today. Thank you for your vulnerability. And I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who will relate to a lot of what you said, especially around the miscarriage thing that ha- doesn't have much of a voice. Mm-hmm. So thanks for sharing the space with me today. It's mm-hmm. been a real pleasure. Thanks for giving me the space. I definitely feel like the more I talk about it, the more I process it out. And um gets a greater and greater clarity about what my next story is. So I appreciate that. Well, thanks, Karen. Thanks, everyone, for supporting this podcast. If you like what you heard, share the link on your favorite social media platform, or you can take a screenshot and tag us on Facebook or Instagram at Carrie Doan Coaching. Also, because we live in a review-based economy, your reviews matter a lot. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a review sharing your thoughts about what you heard today. I appreciate you tuning in and remember that we are all clearly connected.